Before we get started, today's episode is brought to you by Jesse Tree Treasures. Get $5 off your order of $40 or more with the code ADVENTTHANKS. This is Diapers and Disciples, episode 56. On Diapers and Disciples, we're talking about living out the Great Commission as a mom. I'm Amber O'Hearn, and today we're wrapping up our series on building community. Today I'm chatting with my husband Cameron about the good, the bad, and the ugly of building community with friends and with your spouse. Get ready for some embarrassing moments and some laughs. For a bonus episode with Cameron and episodes with other past guests, you can support the show on Patreon at patreon.com slash diapersanddisciples. Thanks for listening in today. Here's my chat with Cameron. (laughs) Do you want me to talk? Um, I just didn't know how we should start. (laughs) We are prepared to talk about things. Mm -hmm. Um, What is your favorite place in your home and why? Wait, I'm not really... used to ask guests that. I still do ask guests that. Oh, of course. Can we start over? (laughs) Why? (laughs) Don't you have a favorite place? (laughs) I do, but we weren't... We weren't planning on talking about Oh, that. well, you wanted me to talk. Okay. Community at different... <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking okay. about? Get it out. Get what it quote out. is that? <laughs> is that something you wrote? <laughs> Reading from your journal? <laughs> Save the podcast. <laughs> Okay, what was your quote? What were you reading? Okay, go ahead. I just read a note, community at different stages. Oh, it's the title of this podcast. (laughs) It's not, that was just a note. Okay, before we get started, we are wrapping up a series on community and friendship, and we're going to be beginning a series on home life as we enter into Advent. So Cameron and I thought it would be fun for this episode to... Talk about, <laughs> to talk about um, good, bad, and ugly examples of community. Right. So. So hey, the opening to that podcast was pretty ugly <laughs> or bad. <laughs> so I think you should leave it in. So um, uh, we'll see. Maybe we'll see. I'll leave it. Okay. It's just true to life. I embarrass you all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Not all the time. Just okay. one or two times, okay. which we'll talk about. <laughs> talk about all of them (laughs) okay so we thought it would be fun to talk about the good the bad and the ugly building community with friends and building community with your spouse building friendship with your spouse so should we just jump right in yeah so some good examples of community that we've experienced yep with other people so my first experience was with Net Ministries. Of my sorry, my first experience of community was with Net Ministries, and I loved that because it was my first experience of like real man to man brotherhood mm-hmm. community, where you all have the same like lifestyle you're living, so there's a unity with that. You're doing ministry together, so you have a single vision. Mm-hmm. and mission um and then you have the same priorities so god first men you know friendship second and then ministry third mm-hmm. um and then why are you laughing at me <laughs> <laughs> it's so hard to record a podcast when the other person is just like pointing and laughing at you in my head thinking about how I could rescue the beginning part of this podcast. You don't rescue it. You just let it <laughs> okay. be. Okay. Okay. It's okay, real great. life. Right. Okay. Well, we're going to just keep recording for the rest of the day. Okay. So. 14 hour episode. <laughs> so Net Ministries. Unedited. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that was, that was community as a single person. And that looks very different from community as a married person. Right. Mm-hmm. So I, I remember when we got married, I, I was expecting community to look like the exact same as that. Mm-hmm. 
and we had this radical like zeal to have community look very similar to that Mm -hmm. like okay let's all live in the same house let's evangelize our neighborhood let's um have a really strict and vast prayer life together like you know pray two hours a day and then do ministry together and i mean when you have kids that just doesn't work when you have a a spouse that doesn't work Mm -hmm. and we were starting to see that even when we were engaged because Mm -hmm. we were wanting to spend of course more time just the two of us together and Mm -hmm. less time with um our friends and community yeah and then when we got married we've already talked about this but um or did we mention teams of our lady i think we did yeah, but we haven't so mentioned a, CCR yet. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. So we already mentioned Teams of Our Lady. We meet monthly with other young couples. Mm-hmm. That's been amazing. But do you want to talk about CCR? Sure. So when we were first married and I think when we were pregnant with Lucy and then when we had her, um, there's a community, a lay community in Minnesota called um, the Community of Christ the Redeemer. And there's similar communities, I think, in different places throughout the U.S., I'd say, and probably the world. Yeah. Um, but uh, this was a charismatically community um, which encouraged basically togetherness and, like, uh, praying together, um, strengthening our marriages together, raising our kids, you know, together, mm-hmm. Um you and, know, surrounded by people of the same values. And evangelizing other people, and that's, that's where... Right. It, out of that community was born St. Paul's Outreach and Net Ministries. Right. Like two really influential, um, impactful ministries. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that gives you, if you know of Net Ministries or if you know of St. Paul's Outreach, you have a sense of what CCR is. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it it was a lot of commitments mm-hmm. for us up front. Um, and actually, at the time, before we had oh, kids, it, yeah. was, it, was it was great perfect. for us. Because yeah. you're Whatever. meeting maybe like three or four times a month. And then in addition to that, with with a, with a small group of other married couples. And then, um, so there would be like all of you meeting together as married couples. And then it would be um, the women and men meeting together separately. Um, and then basically everyone who's a part of CCR... Um, like young people, um, single people, married people, families would all come together for um, a mass once a month and um, usually a talk. Um, anyway, so uh, that was, we had a positive experience of community there. And we wanted to bring that up because um, we wanted to talk a little bit about the different, what community has looked like at the different stages in our lives because right now with two kids and you know Cameron had just has just finished with studies but he had been going to school and working and um you know I'm home with the kids and I'm doing the podcast for us what's been working really well for us now is uh teams of our lady which we've mentioned in the last episode which is a one once a month commitment Mm -hmm. um so I, I think when you go into a community that's pre-built, like CCR or like Teams of Our Lady, where the format is built in, mm-hmm. that's really helpful, for, especially for people who don't have time to build community from the ground up. You just have to invite people right. and start. And then uh, maybe for those of you who are zealous like we were <laughs> and still are, but nothing's really happening. Maybe you just need to, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Just yeah. do what people have been doing. Because Something it, that's already existing. Right. Because initially um, in our marriage, the first thing we thought was, let's build something like um, from from scratch, yeah. <laughs> basically, of um, kind of like an idea that we have What does about it look like? Yeah, and... How often do we meet? What's... The charism sort of thing, mm-hmm. but nothing yeah. happened. Right. So so to bring it all back together, building community with friends, the good, we'd say, is like a pre-established 
community or organization that has been around for a while and like has been doing this for a while and it it works it works yeah okay what's the bad the bad okay cameron was gonna share (laughs) a little story story about when he tried to um reach out and build a relationship (laughs) with someone (laughs) okay so in uh when i was with net ministries something that you were encouraged to do is get phone numbers of other guys like of course it'd be guys for me because i'd try to meet with guys over coffee and evangelize guys you know right so just to recap we were on a discipleship team so we would meet with um like young people like middle school high school students to talk about like prayer relationship with god just um what's going on in life either in like a one-on-one at a coffee shop setting or in a small group yep so this, this kind of leads into the story, but just to give you an idea of how awkward this is sometimes for guys. I don't know what it is for girls, but <laughs> remember, like, I went to this guy's football game. I was like, oh, man, this guy's cool. It'd be so sweet to, like, sit down with him and talk about the Bible and go back to my net team and say, I got that guy. Like, me and him are meeting <laughs> together, and I'm evangelizing him. So we're we're walking back from his football <laughs> game. He's, like, in his full pads. And in between me and him is, is his girlfriend. And so we're walking the three of us back. So how do you, how are you supposed to ask for his number? <laughs> so I'm like, hey, hey, man, so can I have your number? <laughs> He's like, uh, yeah, I guess. And so that's, it's just really awkward. It's never easy. But it makes, it made me feel like I wasn't being myself. So for example... <laughs> and here's the story. So I was at mass, scoping out the crowd, looking for all the uh, young guys that you know uh, maybe need to hear about Jesus. <laughs> it's kind of a funny thing you're like scoping out the, the crowd <laughs> that way. I, I found myself still doing that, like after that, just like who needs like you know to hear the gospel, right? Um, who's a young man who needs to hear the gospel? Anyways, I saw this guy like in front of me and then I, I i i pinned him down so i'm gonna i'm gonna talk to that guy after mass so after mass or after communion right after communion he leaves i'm like oh crap i have to leave so we're, we're walking out mass ends there's like a big crowd in between us and uh <laughs> he's walking to the uh the exit and i'm walking to the exit like behind him probably like 20 feet behind him and he looks over his shoulder and he sees me. So he starts walking a little faster. So I start walking a little faster. <laughs> and then there's a big crowd in between us. So I'm like, you know, it's kind of like Jason Bourne when he's like trying to get away from someone and he's weaving and bobbing in between people. And um, so we get he gets to the first set of doors. There's like two sets of doors to get to the exit. He gets through that. I'm like half sprinting at this point. Like, I just got to get this guy's number. And then... <laughs> So I make it to the first set of doors and he's at the second set of doors. And as I'm going through the first set of doors, (laughs) there's like 20 people in between us, like a crowd of people. I decide to scream out, hey, can I have your number? Hey, man, can I have your number? And as the doors close in behind him, he looks over his shoulder and says, no. So then the door shuts and everyone's looking at me like, what was that about? (laughs) So that's the bad because I just wasn't being myself. Like who does that after mass? Like running towards someone trying to get their number. Um, Be yourself. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, be yourself. There's a lot of wisdom there. Yeah. But I will say there is something about, like, initiating. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. So In the right like, way. In the right way. Yeah. Um, reaching out to... Because chances are, like, if there are other young couples with kids at your parish, they're wanting friends and community, too. So meeting with them after... Meeting them after Mass and saying, hey, do you want to come over for dinner sometime? Or do you want to meet at a coffee mm-hmm. shop sometime? Or whatever that... That initiating is a, a good. Mm-hmm. But you're right, be yourself when you do it. Yeah. If that's the bad, what's the ugly? 
Uh, and why are these? Why do these all have to do with me? <laughs> okay. So one time. Okay. So <laughs> the ugly. Are you on preface this story? Preface this. I like. I'm not even still. I'm still not even sure I want to share this on the podcast. But here we are. And I'm like, that's why you should share it. Yeah. So okay. Let me preface this by saying. We are still friends with these people. <laughs> this is our first, and we have talked, they know that we're, well, yeah. she knows that we're going to tell this story yeah. on the podcast. They know. Okay. You know who you are. <laughs> I'm sorry. Anyway, so this was our first time meeting them, and we were actually staying at their house. Yep. yep. And let me, let me do one more little preamble. Okay. So our son was having trouble pooping. Yeah. So we got this thing called the Windy. Which uh, you, you stick it up his butt and you like, <laughs> you have to adjust it a certain way. I'm just being honest. Yeah. There's a bunch of moms listening that yeah. they know what poop is. Like <laughs> lift his leg up, legs up so that the poop shoots out of this little poop whistle thing and you just clear him out. So, and basically, it's supposed to help relieve gas. So, this is actually probably helpful if you have a child who is like gassy and, and we're giving away sleeping. a Windy, aren't we? <laughs> We should. <laughs> we we're should. we're not, but we should. We're fans of the windy. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, yeah. Like Cameron said, you stick this little toot flute <laughs> up his butt, and that helps to relieve some of the gas. And usually, that also helped to clear him up because he was constipated. Oh man, it was every day, sometimes multiple times a day. Yeah. I, One time, I was in the back at mass, like in the bathroom, and I heard the bells ring for the consecration. <laughs> and I had this windy stuck up my son's butt, just like. This is this is my life. This is what it means to be yeah. a dad, I guess. Right. Um, Let me preface it. I'm not quite sure you should be using the windy multiple times a day. I oh, okay. we're not medical professionals, yeah. but yeah. asterisks everywhere. <laughs> okay, uh, so that's that's the preamble you okay. need to know. So and we're at our wait, hold on, there's one, one more. Thing. <laughs> there's oh goodness! One of the things story you better be good. <laughs> windy is that to insert it into your child's bottom you need some kind of lubricant on the end to put it in your child's oh bottom. yeah okay like that's coconut a good oil yeah. or something like that okay so we're at our friend's house it's the first time staying with them yeah <clears throat> we have a windy in tow and our son is having gas problems i'm like crap we need we forgot the the uh coconut oil at home so i go upstairs and this sweet young lady, this uh, you know, wife and mother is there in the kitchen, and I say, "Do you have any coconut oil?" And she says, "Yeah, for what?" And I said, "Lubricant." <laughs> That's all I said. I think I even said lube, but I I get a little bit of credit. We think it's lubricant, so I say lubricant. And she says, okay, how much do you need? And I said, you can just give me the whole thing. So, so I take this huge jar of coconut oil downstairs. She, The only thing she knows is it's lubricant. And so I get downstairs and Amber's like, well, she always does this. She's like, so what, do you, what did you say to her? I said, I, I just needed some coconut oil. For lubricant. She's like, is that all you said? I said, oh, oh, I see. <laughs> Our first time meeting oh these people God. and staying in their home. Lube. <laughs> okay. It's the most honest thing ever. I just need to, I just need to um, get my son gas free. That's, that's, that's as easy as that. So that was ugly. That was terrible. That's really embarrassing. <laughs> oh man, but we're still friends with them. And <laughs> and she What's remembers she remembers the story much more oh, like she... gently. <laughs> yeah, but like that's that. not what happened. <laughs> <laughs> oh, What's man. the takeaway from that? The takeaway from that <laughs> <laughs> I think you just wanted to tell the story on the podcast. No, I think the takeaway is Initially, when we talked about it, you said how not to build a community. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing. We have community with this couple now. So maybe that is. How you maybe that's exactly how you do it. 
You just give as little information as possible. <laughs> Don't explain anything. <laughs> well, oh, to my credit, gosh. like when I'm up there in their kitchen asking for like a lubricant, I don't want to explain that it's for poop relief for my son. <laughs> I don't explain I have this thing that we use to get the poop out of my son. So I I was thinking I was being like very like cautious and like right. very, uh, I thought you would be proud of me when I walked downstairs, <laughs> <laughs> but you were I was a little embarrassed. Red. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Hi friends. Just wanted to take a quick break to tell you about today's sponsor, Jesse Tree Treasures. Advent is starting next week, and a tradition we absolutely love in our home is the Jesse tree. A beautiful way to celebrate the Advent season by hanging daily ornaments depicting events in scripture from creation to Christ coming at Christmas. And the ornaments we use are from Jesse Tree Treasures, beautifully crafted wooden ornaments with ivory yarn for stringing. You can even purchase a set with a book that walks your family through a reflection and scripture for each day of the Jesse tree. There are also ornament sets for the O Antiphons and the 12 Days of Christmas. And Jesse Tree Treasures has items for beyond Advent as well. There's a Lenten Jesus tree with discs that can lay face down on a prayer table. Each day of Lent, turn over a disc to reveal a gospel story to help your family reflect on Christ's passion and journey closer to Easter. Jesse Tree Treasures also has Holy Week Easter ornaments, Stations of the Cross, and more. For $5 off your order of $40 or more, use the code ADVENTTHANKS in the Jesse Tree Treasures Etsy shop. You can find the code and link in today's show notes at diapersanddisciples.com, episode 56. Also, if you'd like to hear more about the Jesse Tree, be sure to check out episode 18 with Angie O'Connell. Again, the code for $5 off $40 or more is ADVENTTHANKS at the Jesse Tree Treasures Etsy shop. All right. Okay. Building community with spouse. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Okay, the good. Retreating is what we said for the good. I don't think we have to go into this too much. Mm -hmm. Um, We recently went on a marriage retreat. I think, did we talk about this? No, I don't think so. So uh, we spent, it was two overnights. We spent one overnight there, but we went to every session. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was amazing. Just biblical-based marriage wisdom and what what we loved about it i think more than anything besides the the amazing talks and everything was just getting away together mm-hmm. and like not having anything to do with your hands like no kids no phones you're just like there with each other right and you can like look at each other and actually have a real conversation mm-hmm. um yeah yeah and the presenters were um couples that have been married for many years themselves and something you know we liked about it is there wasn't like small groups with other couples which you know is good to have sometimes but um when you're going away on a retreat with your spouse it's kind of nice to just have time Mm -hmm. the two of you Um, and for those people who have a a ton of kids and can't get away or are too busy and can't mm -hmm. get away or don't have the money to get away Mm -hmm. you can still retreat yeah yeah um getting a date night like once a month if you can even even if you don't leave the house mm -hmm. you can retreat right post bedtime for the kids yeah or early in the morning just go to a different room than your tv is in Mm -hmm. and that can be your retreat yeah like sit at the dining room table and Look at each other instead of at a at a TV. Mm-hmm. But we love watching TV together. <laughs> yeah, We're, we do that all the time. Actually, mm-hmm. um, we've been watching Daredevil season three, which is the best. Which is on Netflix. Um, it is the best. That is an amazing show. We should do another review thing. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, so we're not saying that's like we know how to do this perfectly right we just know it's great when you do it yeah (laughs) like sometimes we just want to veg and check out for the night and that's okay sometimes i'd say right like when you're really tired and Mm -hmm. man you can't think straight you just want to fall asleep sometimes yeah that's totally we're not demonizing that but 
there is also something so helpful for your marriage to like not have a phone on you and not have a screen in front of you just to have a real conversation with each other and look right. at each other mm-hmm. and laugh about things and tell embarrassing stories <laughs> to each other. Yeah, that's good. Um, one unrelated thing that I just want to mention because it's really cool and it's something that I've been loving recently and you've been loving is um, regarding TV and movies. We recently uh, got a subscription to VidAngel, which if you haven't heard of it, um, you can pick your filters for what you watch and it works with like Amazon Prime and Netflix and yeah, and they just cut things. it clean out of the show or movie you're watching. Yeah, so if you want to filter out like um, language or violence or sexual content, you can just and very pick... specifically what kind of sexual content, for yeah. example. Yeah, you can pick what you want to filter out. And what's awesome about that is if there's like a movie that's a great movie, except for like except one like scene. every other scene is a male butt. You know, you know those <laughs> movies. Yeah. <laughs> You can take out all the male butts. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Or Game of Thrones, I heard that that was like, that they, that was their most, like if you filter out sexual content over any other show, that takes out the most in Game of Thrones. Like, Oh, really? Like a 45 minute episode would be like a 15 minute episode. Oh my gosh, wow. Nuts. We still haven't watched that, but maybe with VidAngel we will. Yeah, we'll see. But anyways, we've been really enjoying that. So um, I just wanted to mention that in case you hadn't heard of it and you were interested. Yeah, that's good. That's so nice. Let's go into the ugly and the bad of this. Okay, so um, the bad, this is something that I really struggle with. And I think it's easy to struggle with, maybe especially as a mom. And that is priorities of relationship. So what I mean by that is keeping your spouse first. Well, second to God, of course. But um, I think it's so easy to become, and they talked about this on the retreat we went on, a kid-centered home Mm. where you're just ultra-sensitive to the needs of your kids all the time, Mm. and um, you're spending, like all your attention focusing on them Mm -hmm. and not enough time focusing on your spouse. And usually that comes from a lot of, probably from an initial moment of hurt or betrayal Mm -hmm. where, uh, and I think we, we were wanted to talk about this a little bit, like where intimacy becomes a little cold and you don't want to, you want to like give the cold shoulder to each other. Mm -hmm. And then if you, just put all your attention towards your kids and just like, okay, my kids are happy. My kids are doing good. My kids, my kids, my kids. Then you can think like your marriage and everything's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, if your kids are happy, you're okay. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the best thing you can do for your kids is actually love your spouse. Right. That's yeah. when they feel most secure. Right. Actually, this morning when I gave you a little smooch in the kitchen, I saw Lucy watching us. Hmm. And I remember the Fulton Sheen quote. I think it was Fulton Sheen. He said, uh, when a man kisses his wife, he kisses his whole family. Mm. Oh, or I love it goes that. either way. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. I really love that. <laughs> Just a little funny story. Today in the car, Lucy said she wanted to smooch our house. Because <laughs> <laughs> she loves it so much. <laughs> we were gone. Um, I mentioned briefly we were gone for... Uh, 10 days in Europe for Cameron's graduation, which was great. I think we're going to do a little bonus episode for the Patreon mm-hmm. supporters where we talk about that a little bit. But um, the kids really missed our, being being home. They missed our house. So I think that came out of that. But it was just funny to hear her use the word smooch <laughs> and about our house. Do you want to talk more about being a kid-centered home? Or oh, yeah. And then one that? other thing I wanted to mention is that I also have a tendency, which I think... Um, because one of like my spiritual gifts, if you're familiar with the spiritual gifts inventory, um, we had an episode on it really early, early on, like maybe episode three or four. You can link to it. Yeah, I'll link to it in the show notes. But one of my gifts... <clears throat> is um, hospitality, and so I love um, 
inviting people into our home and making them feel at home. But sometimes I can become guest-centered as well, so kid-centered or guest-centered, and um, I'm like thinking so much about being accommodating that I forget about like the needs of my own family, my husband and my kids. Um, so that's just something I think to be aware of as well. That's something mm-hmm. I struggle with. So um, that would be the bad. Mm-hmm. And then moving on to the ugly. I forgot what this was. This was, well, we had a couple of these. <laughs> <laughs> One was um, stepping over the diaper. oh Oh, there's been two times in our marriage where amber has brought up something so small and brought me to tears (laughs) like shameful dark elephant tears um yeah both things they were very similar actually so like the first one was there's probably like socks on the floor Mm -hmm. because that's that's my thing I like to do. <laughs> I like to leave socks in places. Not as much anymore, but early oh, okay, in our marriage, yeah. yeah. It's just my thing. Um, I would. I like to take my socks off. It's very comfortable for me in the evening time. I take my socks off. I just leave them wherever. I yeah. took them off. Um. Anyways, this is the time of our life where we just had Lucy. We were losing a lot of sleep. I was studying, working, and doing side a side hustle trying to build up my business. Um, Of course, Amber had to take over most of the work of the home life and and Lucy and everything, being Mm -hmm. at home. So remember, we were sitting on the floor, like after a really long day, and you said something like, you didn't even pick up your socks. (laughs) (laughs) Fast forward like uh, a couple years later, when we're living at your parents' house and Amber had changed one of the kids and put <laughs> oh, a yeah. diaper on the stairs. Uh-huh. And he, and at the end of a, a long day, you said, you didn't even pick up the diaper. <laughs> <laughs> because you were walking up the stairs and you literally just stepped over the diaper. It just needed to go to the upstairs. I, I saw it, but I didn't see it. Yeah. It's and... like, like in Sims, you know how you, when you have a little character, you give them, like, a task to do? I don't know, but I... You do know. Okay. Like, you see a little bubble above their head, and you say, I want you to take a shower, and then I want you to make breakfast, and then I want you to go to work. Okay. And so those three things will be in order in his head. And I he'll see. he'll do those until you, like, insert a new new task. I see. Or, like, remove a task. hmm That's a man's brain. Okay. So, so I'm walking upstairs because, like, I'm on a mission. Like I, I'm going to get a snack or, <laughs> or I'm like leaving the house to go to the post office or I right. forget what it was. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I see the diaper there, I'm thinking like, oh, there's a diaper there and I keep walking. Mm-hmm. I don't think, oh, there's a stinky diaper there that Amber put there. It'd be nice to help her out. Right. That would take like extra steps. Anyways, this is all to say these were two really small things that turned into big things mm-hmm. because in my mind... I was doing so much for the family, like mm-hmm. working and studying and like, you know, isn't my job more important than this dirty diaper? And mm-hmm. why are you focusing on the diaper when I've been working and you're focusing on the little thing I don't do instead right. of like the good thing, the bigger thing I'm doing. Right. So that's kind of what caused yeah. me to like cry. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't. Yeah, and I mean, when I cry, it's like I just get really angry and like I'm a melancholic, so I just like really like internalize things. Mm-hmm. And um, so it, um, Amber is becoming a saint because she's married to a melancholic. <laughs> I mean, she has to endure that a lot. But Well, one thing I want to say is an easy resolution to that would have been, and this is something I've grown a lot in, in our marriage, is that. I just need to communicate when I want or need help with something. And like Cameron, of course, would have taken up the dirty diaper if I would have just said, oh, hey, on your way up, grab that diaper and just toss it But it, it seems trash. so clear that I would do that because I'm walking past it multiple times in the day. Right. But I think sometimes in my head, I just, yeah, it, it just, I needed to learn like 
if I want if I want something specific if I need specific help with something it's best just to ask instead of internalizing it and being like why didn't Cameron do that because I think in a normal day like let's say a Saturday when I'm not working I would have picked it up Mm -hmm. because I don't have eight things swimming around in my head Mm -hmm. because when I'm going upstairs I'm thinking about a meeting I have in five minutes Mm -hmm. that I have to do a phone call for I'm not thinking about anything else yeah or even here's here's another example like say I'm like doing the dishes and you're reading or something in the kitchen and I want you to help with dry the drying the dishes but I don't communicate that you don't know that oh Amber wants me to help with just Mm -hmm. drying so that Mm -hmm you know, we can get this done mm-hmm. faster. Um, and so it's it's just good to communicate with your spouse exactly what you're... Over-communicating. Yeah. Because I don't think you can really communicate too much. Mm-hmm. And I think most of the problems of marriage come, what, come from not communicating enough mm-hmm. and just internalizing things and thinking you're each other's worst enemies and you just... Oh, it's just, it's just back to that, like give and take thing that Mm -hmm. we're talking about like it's it's stupid to think that marriage is about give and take um yeah yeah. and i think another part of that is um expressing gratitude to one another so like if i'm feeling well if if you're feeling like not respected or appreciated with like all the work that you're doing because i haven't said like thanks so thank you for working so hard for our family and like, thank you for working so hard so I can stay home with the kids, which is something I've always wanted to do. And I can do it because, you know, you're working so hard for us. And if I don't communicate that, Cameron doesn't know that I'm, like, feeling that. So it's important to express that gratitude. And same for, like, me, um, you know, doing stuff around the house, taking care of the kids. It can feel sometimes like... You're underappreciated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or... Uh, you know, we talked a little bit about this, you know, before we started recording, how um, it can feel like, oh my gosh, is this, is this my life now? I just wake up and I change di- diapers and, and wipe you clean up through. things that get messy in the next 15 minutes. Yeah, and then they kind get of messy a again. And meaningless toil. Yeah. yeah. And I think um, having a spouse that expresses like thank you for the work that you're doing um yeah helps with that and then in in addition to that i wanted to mention like an internal mindset shift um because you know our culture tells us like you know that suffering is like just bad there's like no good in it but we know that like that, you know, the little acts of sacrifice that we do throughout the day are bringing us closer to the Lord and bringing Mm -hmm. us closer to heaven, to becoming saints. But it's hard to remember that. Mm -hmm. And so I think just, um, yeah, having a spouse that reminds you of that and um, trying to remember it yourself, like making another meal and changing another diaper or reading another the same book again and again and again to your child um those like small acts of sacrifice are what are um sanctifying you and really Mm -hmm. um, helping you grow in holiness and grow closer to the lord so and a lot of a lot of times in scripture in the old testament says the word remember Mm -hmm. and it wants the israelite people to remember the good things god has done Mm -hmm. because it's funny like they they were eyewitnesses or their parents or grandparents were eyewitnesses to the parting of the Red Sea and like walking through the sea with walls of water on either mm-hmm. side and like God coming down in a pillar of fire and smoke and giving them a new law and a new way to worship. And then they like grumble mm-hmm. at him. <laughs> and it's so much the human condition that we, we get... Uh, overwhelmed in today and what we have to do today the hustle and bustle of now and we don't remember what it was like to uh to be given all this Mm -hmm. like remember before you were married or before you had kids and how much you look forward to being married with kids Mm -hmm. 
Like I remember thinking, I remember I had this, it's so weird. It's not even that interesting to other people, but it's meaningful to me. It's, I remember I had this image of myself when I was thinking about being a dad and I thought of myself like in my like tie and all like buttoned up and with my briefcase or whatever. And I'm getting ready to leave the house. A typical like, all right, honey, have a good day. <laughs> and then like a kid has a poopy diaper. Mm-hmm. And I pictured myself like rolling up my sleeves and getting on the floor and changing the diaper. Mm. And I remember when I thought of that, I I felt like a hero. Mm. I felt like that's what I want to do. Like that's so heroic. And it's so cool to do that. Yeah. But today, <laughs> it's not so cool anymore. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't feel that heroic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it feels annoying. And like, why does my son poop four times in a day? <laughs> like he can't stop pooping. <laughs> And it's it loses its luster after a while, but we have to remember like, what was it like to to think about I'm gonna be married someday, mm-hmm. you know, if God calls me that. Right. I'm gonna have my own kids, mm. um, or adopt my own children and love them mm-hmm. so they're mine. Like and then the other thing is looking back. I think gratitude also looks back. So there's the remembering, like looking back on uh everything the Lord has given you given us mm-hmm. our two little kiddos and we only get lucy and peter little lucy and little peter once mm-hmm. you know and yeah. soon they're going to be bigger and right. they're going to be out of the house man that's yeah i think gratitude just saves a bunch of hurt yeah and yeah. distress yeah that's so good yeah so i think just to wrap up that section I guess I just would want to end with like a word of gratitude to everyone who's listening, Um, especially like you moms and dads who are, who might be feeling like underappreciated and thinking like I... Or not respected. Yeah, or not not respected, Um, who might be thinking like, like I do sometimes, like, oh my goodness, is this my life now just the drudgery of like doing something and then having it undone and Mm -hmm. redoing it and just know that that is such important work Mm -hmm. what you're doing is so so important um yeah so i think i just wanted to end with that yeah it's important yeah amen to that why is it important i think that's the next question yeah um because you know, if if that is the vocation we're called to, marriage and raising children, loving our spouse and loving our children, then that is the way we are getting to heaven. That's the way we're growing closer to the Lord. Yeah, yeah, I would I would piggyback on that. You just reminded me of this, but I I think marriage is one of the easiest ways to get to heaven. For this reason. Not because it's, I mean, simplest. Not easiest, but simplest. Okay. Because let's say you were single and you like had a million things you could do with your day. It's like, what does God want me to do today? Like, does he want me to go to the marketplace or like write something or like, like, what should I do with my day? And there's so much, you don't know what you're supposed to do. But with marriage... to become a saint you just have to say yes 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 to all the little things in front of you Mm -hmm. your path is very simple it's like this diaper this mess this spouse yeah i'll say yes to all those today Mm -hmm. um and i yeah i think that kind of for me at least it it helps me realize oh this this right now is how i'm supposed to be a saint yeah saying yes to the lord's will yeah for what he has for you that day, even if it's not what you had planned or expected. Yeah. But just taking it as, okay, this is, right now, this is the Lord's will for me, and I'm going to say yes to that. Yeah, and won't it be worth it when you hear, well done, good and faithful mm. servant? Wow, you changed a million diapers. <laughs> well done, good and faithful servant. Mm. Wow, you only grumbled half the time. You know, <laughs> well done. Um it's going to be worth it. Like mm. we're not going to care about anything else except how much we've loved. Mm. And everything you've mentioned, all the drudgery, 
is is ways to love Mm -hmm. even if your spouse is like um you know giving you a cold shoulder it's just you feel that feel like you're the one doing all the work like in a sense like that doesn't matter it matters what you do right and and those acts of sacrifice and loving your spouse and loving your kids are just like kissing the feet of jesus yeah you're loving christ through those actions yeah 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 so when he looks at you and says well done good and faithful servant he's gonna be saying thank you for doing that for Mm -hmm. me for my you know maybe you're when you think of the body of christ your husband is like the toe of christ (laughs) because you don't like him like but you're kissing the jesus's feet Mm. i think you're you're loving jesus Mm. um and that's just one aspect of why this work is important like you're also raising up disciples who are your kids Mm -hmm. and that's going to ripple throughout the world for generations you're building a legacy (laughs) and you can't see it right now Hmm. you're building a tower of diapers a huge palace made of diapers <laughs> <laughs> that breaks down at some point. <laughs> the analogy doesn't work anymore. It's uh, funny. Oh, are, um, is that everything? Because I thought you were going to mention a giveaway too coming up. Oh, yes. So I just wanted to mention to be on the lookout for a giveaway. One of our sponsors, um, We Believers, um, is giving away to two listeners two of the magnetic church um play sets they're awesome they are awesome they're so cool they like fold up they're like a size of a folder and it comes with like a priest and like you know people in the congregation of course but then it also comes with like the smallest pieces of like the the chalice and the patent and host and like how cool for your child to be able to move around like what goes where and like be able to see what's happening at mass and then at home on their little playset be able to you know reenact that or see where things go or bring it to mass right is it oh yeah it's small certainly small enough you can put in your purse and bring Hmm. it to mass and that's cool do we get one actually i think it even has (laughs) it might even have a carry thing i can't remember i think it does like a little handle to bring it yeah so um be on the lookout for that because we're going to be doing so if you follow um diapers and disciples on social media facebook and instagram that's where we are i'll um i'll announce it soon is it is it on is the contest on both of those was it just on instagram yeah so i think what it's going to be is you follow you know those things where you go to the website you click on the giveaway and it says, like Diapers and Disciples on Facebook, like We Believers on Facebook, follow us on Instagram. Yeah. And then each of those is an entry. I think that's the deal. Cool. But so Amber's going to do some coding and try yeah. to figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not super tech Just savvy, follow her so. on social media, on Facebook and Instagram, yeah. and you'll find out about it. Diapers and Disciples. Great. Um... Yeah, and then just to close, I just wanted to quickly mention some takeaways from this series that I've yeah, like really do it. enjoyed. Rapid I, fire, let's I do this. I know this has been a short series on friendship and building community, but um, you know the last cu- couple episodes we've been talking about um, one thing was like being receptive to invitations. Like if someone reaches out to you as an offer uh, to come over to come into their home, I think it's so easy to get caught up in what we have going on that. It's easy to say, oh, no, I'm too busy to do something like that. But being receptive to those invitations Mm. of friendship, I really loved that. Um, And then another thing, so I think Angela was the one that had mentioned that. And then she had also talked about how she does, they initiated like a prayer and mealtime together in the evenings. And I just feel like that's the best combo, right? Like praying together as couples, as families, and then having a meal together, sharing a meal at the table together. That's just like a perfect way to foster community in my mind. So I've been thinking a lot about that after we, we chatted about that. So I wanted to mention it again. Um, and then, uh, one thing which was from not this series, but the last series, um, 
on self-care, something that Danielle Bean mentioned was she was talking about being a mother to those that God puts in your life. Like being a mother doesn't always look like being a biological mother. And it does for a lot of us, especially those who are listening to this podcast. But it also means like being attentive to who God has placed in your life. And I think that goes along with uh, what Emily and Michelle were saying, um, the authors of The Friendship Project, when they were talking about um, like acts of mercy and generosity to other moms, like inviting other moms into your home for just a cup of coffee or bringing a meal to someone or like tag teaming (laughs) to like help out another mom. I think just being attentive to, um, to those around you, um, helping to like get out of the mindset of myself and like self pity. Mm -hmm. Uh, I know sometimes I can get into that, like seeing others and where they're at and being attentive to their needs. Um, I think is a great way to foster, uh, friendship and community. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we are moving into Advent, and so we're going to be starting a series on home life uh, this coming month, which I'm really excited about. So you can. So, what's your favorite part of your home? Okay, (laughs) (laughs) back to that. Um, My favorite part of the home, I think, is the mirror. Well, here's the thing. I think my new favorite part of our home. Well, I love how open it is. So our house is really open. We've got the living room kitchen and dining room all open yeah but okay so friends of ours recently gave us bar stools we have this little bar and um the and we hadn't we hadn't had bar stools for a while and they gave us bar stools and i love that mm-hmm. now because our kids will sit up there and like eat their breakfast while i'm in the kitchen or cameron will be sitting up there for a little bit and we'll just be talking or yeah or i really sit nice. up there it's just yeah. a nice place in the center of our home mm-hmm. so what about you? Uh, the toilet room. Because that <laughs> is actually in the center of the home. It's the heart of the home. Oh, it's, a, it's the lifeblood of the home. <laughs> Any other questions for me? <laughs> Flashback to episode <laughs> zero. For those of you who haven't listened to that one with Cameron. Uh, okay. I think that's it. Okay. Um, Cameron and I are actually going to keep talking but it's going to be a little episode for our Patreon people. So um, thank you so much to those of you who support the show on Patreon. And we have a little something for you so you can pop on over there um, after you listen to this. Hi, friends. Thanks for listening in today. With Advent right around the corner, I've been thinking a lot about quieting my heart and home to prepare for Christ's coming at Christmas. This week, when we're doing the dishes or folding the laundry, let's take some time to reflect on how we can start to prepare our hearts and homes. It could look like limiting the noise of social media or maybe choosing simpler meals. Thanks for listening in today, friends. Until next time, you all are in my prayers. God bless.